scuffle broke out between two boys in the yard at playtime. One had called the other's father a traitor for selling his dunams to the Jews. The other shouted that at least he hadn't fled his home like a coward. They were dragged off by their ears, still hitting each other. Salim had stood by, transfixed, while Mazen laughed and cheered them on. Afterwards, Frère Philippe had patted him gently on the face. Don't worry, Habibi, he'd said over the wet thwack of the whip as the boys took their lashes. All this talk of Jews and armies, not everyone is crazy for fighting, not while the British are still here, and God watches over his flock. God helps those who help themselves, said one of the nearby frere, darkly. God better had, said another, because the British surely won't. You're such a Donkey, Salim, sneered Mazen, bringing him back to the present. The British don't care if we live or die. They want to slice this place up like an orange and give the Jews the biggest piece. But we'll be ready for them, by God. Let them test the Najada. I can't wait to shoot a Jew. Salim could not imagine shooting anyone. He had once seen a British policeman shoot a sick dog, a stray, The sad noise it made as the bullet went in had made Salim kneel on the ground and vomit. And then there was what happened last month, the blood that ran over the bricks onto his shoes. But he would not think about that. You can't join the Najada, he said, pushing his hands into his pockets and squaring his shoulders. You're just a boy. Mama says they only take men. Boy Scouts with Guns, she'd called them at the parade last week. But Salim had stretched up on his toes behind Hassan's back to see them standing to attention in Clock Tower Square. They had tall rifles and fine grey uniforms. He knew one. Mazan's gang called him Cat's Ass because he had a deep brown pimple in the middle of his chin. They'd teased him to crying about it, but that day his eyes were bright and proud. Hassan would have joined them too, but Muhammad Nimir al-Hawari accepted no boy under fifteen. Your mama has a woman's brains, Mazen scoffed. Al-Hawari is a friend of my father's. Anyway, why would I tell you if I joined? They don't take little donkeys like you. I'm not a donkey, Salim whispered as Mazen ran ahead. Sometimes in his wildest moments of courage, Salim imagined knocking Mazen to the ground like a fat football. But with his big fists and blistering scorn, Mazen was more terrifying than even the Jews. I hope the Jews get Mazen when they come. The Jews are coming. That's what the frere whispered to each other at school. The countryside was emptying as the fighting drew near, bringing refugees to Jaffa with their dirty bags and clinging children. Salim's father had complained to the mayor about them, but his mother had sent packages of food for the women with babies. Salim could not understand what would make people want to sleep in Jaffa's mosques and churches instead of in their own homes. But today... With the sun high and the air filled with salt and oranges, it was hard to feel afraid. They chased each other along the path, racing through the scrubland and yelling into the warm rush of sea air. 
The ball flew towards the sea, and Salim streaked ahead, breathless and exultant, scooping it before the surf could claim it. Spinning around to cheer his victory, he suddenly realized he was alone. His cheeks turned red as he spotted Mazen grinning down at him from the top of the embankment. You always fall for that one, he laughed. Salim hung his head to hide the shaming flush. Why do you always let him trick you, stupid? The stones on the ground seemed to say. Come on, fella, Mazen said, pointing to Salim's dirty knees and sweaty face. I'm hungry. Let's go to the souk. There were two ways to get from Al-Ajami to the souks of Jaffa's clock tower square. The route from Salim's house led straight through the silent inland. It passed the sun-bleached whiteness.